0: Hi guys and welcome to this episode of the Comedy Defect Podcast. My name is Winter Fonander, I'm a comedian and this is my show. Those of you that know the show, welcome. Those of you that don't know the show, well, thanks for joining us. This is episode 43 with core writer and very funny comedian in his own right, Adam Vincent. He's Australian, I got him on the show and I didn't want to introduce him to the show And stop the flow of the conversation. Because as soon as he came and we pressed record, we were in it. So the conversation flowed really nicely. I really enjoyed this one. It was great. He's such an easygoing, chilled out guy. Very funny man as well. He is taking a show to the Brighton Fringe, which is the first two days of the festival. And that is at the Quadrant. He is also taking that show up to the Edinburgh Fringe. And that will be an Espionage. At 415 so go check it out, go find him on Facebook, go follow him on Twitter, and go and see him live, because that's the stuff that he's going to be hammering out and taking to the fringes. Very funny guy, really enjoyed this chat, it was really good fun. Well, what have I been doing? I've been having some really great gigs, I've been writing kids shows, I've got about 20 minutes of my half an hour kids show together, and... It's going good, but, you know, sometimes you're doing some things and you're going, oh, where did my life go wrong? I have introduced a puppet to the act just for the kids' show, and it seems to be going great. It's connecting with the kids an awful lot, and I'm really enjoying it. It's, it's something completely different. It's terrifying, but that is where it needs to live, and that's, that's, the, that's the joy, isn't it? It's bringing back the terror, but the joy is in the terror. I'm still hammering out my hour friend show Tolerance and details are available on my website, which is being updated by Danny Clives. Details of the previews that are going to be around the country are on my website, which is winterphoneunder.com. If you want to follow this podcast, we're on Twitter. Go to Twitter, type in the Comedy Defect, and you can follow us there. Or you can follow me at Winter Under. But if you want to support this podcast, you can go to Patreon, type in the Comedy Defect Podcast, and you can make a donation of as little as a pound, or whatever you feel this podcast is worth. And those of you that do donate, thank you, because you're paying for the people that can't. And those of you that can't donate, hey, look, don't worry about it. Just share your favourite episode, leave us a nice, honest review, because it really helps. It tells people where we are and what we're up to. Uh, But I'm not really going to talk much more than that, because things are going great at the moment. So look, I don't want to complain. Let's not complain. This is a great episode with a very funny comedian and co-writer of The Third Leg, Adam Vincent. Enjoy.
1: Because the world so, tries to
0: be so slippery, it's trying to be something like that. What got you into it? I'm going to interview yeah, you. Yeah, that's today. fine. It's your podcast now. <laughs> uh, but I thought, like, I want to see if I can do one, right? Because yeah. I've heard other ones, and I was like, oh, I can do better than that. I can talk. Yeah. I don't have a problem. And it also, it's, it releases my, my fear and it also improves my listening. Yes. And it also improves my relatability to other people when I meet people for real in the outside world I go oh, how's it going man yeah, okay cool and then just sit there and stay and go okay you know, I'm not going to overreach I'm not going to underreach yeah. I'm just going to try and meet them at the same level so we can properly connect and it's really helped me with loads of different things you know interesting yeah it's, it is it's like you become a, a conversation not saying a, a zen master a con- I'm, I'm going to have nothing to say now Adam that's but fine. like you know it's like no that kind mind, of because uh, I'm really crap with, with that it, first interactions and with people yeah you know? and that's why when I first started it I had people that I knew on. You yes. Know, I met you once. And yes, we met the w- king. We were chatting away fine. And I yeah. thought, this won't be a problem, you know? Yeah. And so I thought, like, when I started, I thought I had people on, I know. And then when people come on, they give an awful lot more sometimes than they thought they would give, you know? They, yes. they follow that thought. and Whoa, okay. And that's great. Not that I want to, like, extrapolate, like, all of your darkest no, thoughts. No, I understand. But it's it. like that kind of, it's really interesting to see what people will, will talk about in a one-on-one situation. And it's just, and, and, and I, what I will too, you know, I mean, I overshare horrendously sometimes, but it's like a great insight into the human interactions and, and, you know, communication. Yeah, I just really, I'm really enjoying it. And to be honest, some of the stuff that you talk about, really, there's some bits in there. I'm like, oh, that's a great little bit. I, I've never thought of that. Yeah, of course. And it's like, it can be like a writing session because, you, you know, you riff on something and go, oh, great. What about this? And you go, yeah, yeah, I never thought of that. And, like, and, then, and then you both banter. It's like, and then you know whose idea it was. I hope it was your idea to start with you know? and that's <laughs> the rule isn't it if it's your, is your premise it. You get it your premise you get it that's the main thing so yeah. it's been really good you know I've been like taking little bits and going oh yeah what about this and then that I would say meeting different people as well and getting to know people that I know on the circuit mm-hmm. that I've really liked and have kind of connected with it to start with and gone, okay you no know, this person seems really cool I could sit in an hour for an hour and like a quarter talking to them about themselves and you know what they did and where they come from because then you get to know them a little bit better absolutely you know? and yeah, that's, that's it. interesting
1: what I love about it is that you had it and you do it because so many people must sit and, on the biggest one for this is mm-hmm. you have the idea I should do a podcast yeah and then it's the next step
0: yeah that's the hard that's bit it. yeah that's it because like I mean I get I get transfixed with fear as well like with with, with I get apprehensive before I do these things I go, well, shit. I don't know how this is going to go. <laughs> oh, shit, how many I met Adam once. I mean, this might, this might be. This could have been. This could be bad because that we mm. met at that gig.
1: You know, I did that gig. Mm. Again. Mm. I, I, I did my first preview for Edinburgh just last week at that gig, mm-hmm. and it was just as awkward as it was the first time we did that. I, uh,
0: they keep it. At a level awkwardness, <laughs> man. I gotta
1: say, the guy. I had sixteen people in there, and I mm. thought this is going to be good. Mm-hmm. i so I can. I can. I can get something out of sixteen people. Mm. And then they had four acts on in the first half of a break, then me, doing my hour. And the second act on, I don't, wanna, I don't even know his name, he just ran out of gear. He wasn't, being, he wasn't doing it all well. But then he ended, or he, his last two minutes included a question to the audience, can anyone, does anyone have any Netflix recommendations? But there was no, there was no bit there. There was no punchline, and people are just looking at each other. Going, did, he, did he just ask us what? a question? Yeah. Like <laughs> they're filling gaps room. Yeah, yeah still. Yeah, yeah, I right. couldn't believe it. And they, what, I saw eight oh. people walked out, and I saw I left there going, "Well, because I've worked all day mm. in London towards this hour the first preview, mm. and the guys just killed the room. Oh, no. I couldn't believe it. I was so livid. Mm-hmm. But Of course, he comes up and afterwards, and I didn't say, "Well done," but. He said, oh, there's plenty of jokes left in there. I was like, there it, really isn't. But I didn't, my, my <laughs> biggest problem was I, and what I hated about myself the most is I didn't say to him, don't ever do that again. Yeah, I didn't have the balls. I know. And I cursed him mm. all the way home. Mm. Fuck you, you mm. fucking try-hard you, prick.
0: Yeah. <laughs> and I didn't have the guts to say it to his face. No, I don't. I get that as well sometimes, you know, when he like, I, I did, there's that Luton Hat Factory gig. In, in Luton, and it's like you know when, when you go downstairs and it's um it's really it's a really lovely room you know what I mean? No, no, I haven't done no, 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 This no. was one in, in Luton, and I, and I did it like about maybe about a year ago, right? Yeah. And I tanked, I tanked, hard big time. I I, I drove it completely into the ground, and I, you know, you're just like forgetting punchlines and you're putting the yeah. wrong word. And I was like, one of those nights when I had no brain. You know, we sit at home write notes, and you're like, and all these other jokes come into your head, and you're like, oh yeah. no, they're pushing the old jokes out, yeah. and that's what happened. And I was like, okay, so I'm going on, and I'm like, oh. And none of it was flowing or whatever. And I was getting really tense. And I, I, they could see I was getting tense. And I was like, all oh, right. Walked off, went, okay. Did it the other night for Patrick's Day, right? Mm-hmm. And I had a great time. I was like, great, happy days. Really loved every moment. And someone came up to me afterwards and said, I hope you don't mind me saying this. That was way better than the last time. <laughs> I was like, I'm not going to that. I said, I've got self awareness. I know I was shit the last time, you know. But it's it's having that self awareness, isn't it? And that guy obviously didn't really have any of that self awareness to kind of to draw from. But you just feel that it's it's, ver- it's so raw, isn't it? When they come off like that, they're going yeah. to take it well. I oh, would no. Oh yeah, you can't mm.
1: critique people afterwards. But I mean, this guy was beyond critique. This guy oh, was, God. Just, that was just a prick move who's got Netflix recommendations. Oh, man.
0: For that's sake. it. Because I know you started, I had Yanni, I uh, just saw on here as well. And oh, you yeah. started with him, haven't you? I think I emceed his first ever gig. Right, yeah, yeah. that's it. On Australia, obviously. Yes, yeah. Where else was that again? I started in Adelaide.
1: Right. And then I when I was 19, I believe. Yeah. 96. Ooh. And then uh, Yanni, I would have met him in Melbourne. I moved to Melbourne when I was, you know, sort of 98. I
0: think. Right. Yeah. No. After a couple of years. Yeah. yeah. And so you've done, like, how many hours have you got on your belt at this stage?
1: And like, solo shows? Yeah. I, I wouldn't know, to be honest. Whoa. I think... Well, no, that's not to say that <laughs> I've got, like, 50. I just, off the top of my head, I'd, yeah. I'd say I've probably attempted seven solo... Seven or eight, oh, maybe nine solo shows. Yeah. Oh, how many of those are, am I happy about that I would go, yep, i sign off on? Or maybe three or four. Mm-hmm. That's good, though.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Be trying get better each time always. It's, it's always a work in progress isn't it it's always you're always trying to get better every time 100% yeah, yeah but yeah. also
1: and you've, but your voice changes as well so you who I was when I was 20 mm-hmm. I, I knew nothing then and mm-hmm. all my stuff was a bit more uh crowd pleasing how can I get these people to <laughs> like me and now I don't really
0: care if, mm-hmm. I want them to like me but I'm not going to there's certain things I won't do yeah. to make that happen. And you see the comedy callus has built up so much now that you're like, well, you know, take it or leave it. This is what I'm doing. Yeah, well, that's
1: what you aim for, mm-hmm. isn't
0: it? That's that, that Zen state.
1: I will do the work. I've done the work. I've done all the writing. I've done the performing. I'm here now. Yeah.
0: If you like me, you like me. If you don't, that's you it. don't. And the, as I said, the voice changes in the, the desperation. And the voice goes away. <laughs> you hope so, yeah. And when it comes back, that's that's
1: what, like yeah. what some people go. Well, it's a death in comedy. And for yeah. me, the death is it's not when they don't like you at all because mm-hmm. that's fine. It's when you're trying to get them to like you. Mm-hmm. That's the, for me, that's the worst that could happen. Mm-hmm. I hate that neediness. Mm-hmm. It's like, I explain it like spiritual Donkey Kong. Mm-hmm. You know, when you, the comedy as a whole for me is, and there's different levels. Like when you start, you just want to mm-hmm. get people to, comfortable to be on stage. is a massive thing. Mm-hmm. Just to get up and say hi and time make them mic is Ooh. a huge step. And then you've got to go through, after a couple of years, the first two years, I don't remember, how many years have you been going? About five. So, did you notice this? So I'll speak to other comics about this. Yeah. The first two are amazing. Mm. You're meeting yeah. new people, yeah. new influences, mm-hmm. and then it kind
0: of uh, we're serious now. Yeah, yeah. Then the then the rug gets pulled out from under you. You Go, no, actually, you, you don't have you don't have this at all. You're totally wrong. Yes. The yeah. arrogance is there in the first two years. Like, oh, I'm amazing at this, and then you're like, oh no, no, I'm, I'm really not amazing at this. I was just like in my head of like just just being bombarded with my own with adrenaline. Going, I am amazing at this. Your friend is telling you, your friend is telling you, and you're not, you're not, you're completely shielded from all of any uh, any judgment. It's amazing, isn't it? That 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 shield of of no judgment. Oh no, I to differ. Oh, really? Did I, you? I thought I was, yeah,
1: I thought I was rubbish, and I was rubbish. Yeah, um, for, yeah. I didn't get. I think it took me nine months to have a gig right. where I felt comfortable. And if, but even that now would be mm. might be a rubbish gig. But yeah. I, I never had that, but the first two years was all these people for me meeting these great comics and this new scene. And after that, then you start seeing people that you started with. That's which for me is like the next stage, is where you see them go ahead of you or whatever. And you have to learn to deal with other people's success, which is really, initially can be quite, if we're being honest, can be hard, but it takes some time. But now, I mean, now I I celebrate everyone's success. Mm -hmm. I think it's brilliant, but yeah. yeah. So I hope you've yeah. gone up another level too. Yeah, that's it. You've got
0: to be zen about that too. You know, you're right. You've got to feel you're on you yeah, pace. Yeah, one hundred percent. They've got something else that maybe other people wanted or whatever it is. You know, that's it. And you're just maybe you know sharpening your tools for the next time you kind of hit that moment.
1: Yeah, I'm, now, now I'm just grateful for every bit of stage time or mm. the fact that I can still do it professionally and, and, mm. and support my family. But uh, yes, yeah, so other people's success is brilliant, and I just. Someone had a great saying is sometimes, you yeah, just hope they touch you on the way up. Yeah, you know, so many people, yeah, yeah. great acts have gone past me. Yeah, really. So when did you come to the UK then? I first came here in 2004. I was here for about 10 months yeah. and that was a really great learning curve because I got to see different influences and I did a lot of, I stayed in London for yeah. that time. When I went back to Australia, I... I had a much stronger work ethic. Mm. I was like writing three, four hours a day. Mm. I had done a couple of solo shows before that, but in in no way was I ready. But I spent two years just back in Australia after that time in London, writing every day, performing as much as I could, and the improvement was there. Mm. But when I came back for the second time was in 2011. Mm. Yeah. On a wing and a prayer, my wife and I had a young son. Mm. We thought before he gets to school... Mm let's just see... Because I'd always wanted to come back and she was a, she's an English and Australian so she could live here and then I could live here with a spousal visa, so... Yes, yeah, yeah. yeah. Totally yeah. scored there. Married yeah. the right one. <laughs> <laughs> um Anyway, so uh, we came over here and we moved to Tunbridge Wells. Quickly moved out. Oh, was why? Yeah. Why is that? It's expensive. Is it? Yeah, yeah. and it's... Every gig I was doing, I, well, I'd have to drive all the way around the M25 oh, right. and up north. And then as soon sure. as we moved to Bedford, which was the other side... All my gigs were back down around Tumbridge Water. It was just was like, come on, mate. I know, I know. <laughs> the threw opposite. Yeah. Opposite day. <laughs> yeah, it was annoying. But um, yeah, so we, we moved there in 2000, the started 2012. I moved to, to lovely Bedford, which um, I have a love hate relationship with. Yeah,
0: uh, my car broke down in Bedford actually. Yeah. Did it really? Yeah, it did. The, the water connector came off of the back of the engine, you know, like the little coolant thing, and then mm-hmm. sidetracked there on Sunday. Uh, what was it was Sunday? No, Saturday night. Just oh no. my Mother's Day awesome oh there you go yeah. perfect timing oh you yeah, should have found me out I could have come and helped you out man. Nah, never mind not that I know anything about cars <laughs> just like, gave the old tire kick <laughs> could have brought you a yes. sandwich maybe yeah right? mate it's fucked <laughs> <laughs> she's fucked <laughs> and uh, what's your wife do?
1: Yeah, uh, Nikki is a, she does voiceovers, and but mainly, if we were to be perfectly honest, she's dedicated the last five years beautifully to our kids. Ooh. So she was an actress, she was like on there was a show you Family Affairs, remember that? Right, yeah. Yeah, so she was a Ooh. soap star Ooh. for a number of years. She went back to Australia, which is where we met, she was there for eight years, and then we both came over, but she's done this beautiful, sacrificial thing where she's just gone, I want to raise our kids. Yeah which has come with its own pros and cons, but I think being a, a stay-at-home mum is the tough mm. scenario, mainly because of the repetitive nature mm. of the, that task. Yeah. And the kids just drive... They drive me nuts. God, what we're doing That's it. Yeah. You've got kids in stereo, man. you got two kids. I've that? got two. Right. Yeah, six and four and a boy and a girl. Yeah,
0: they will strip your identity away <laughs> quicker, <laughs> than, quicker than you can... <laughs> Beg for it back. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I've noticed, like, on a, on a very small level now, I mean, I'm on the way, I'm, I'm on the way out, like, I'm, I'm on the way out. I've just managed to, to lock in and get married with, when the kids are about to... One's about to leave. Oh, and, man, what a and, joy. The other one is... is, is, is like, it's malleable at the moment. It like, is. Yes. It's manageable, and I'm like, yeah. okay, that's fine. But, and I say that now, and she's about to hit teenage uh, years, so we'll, we'll see how that goes. But they're a complete mirror for you and your emotions, aren't they? Do you find... I find that, that, yeah, that if
1: I am angry, Ooh. that I will mimic that. Yes, mm-hmm. absolutely. Or
0: do just be like, Yeah. You know, eyes get bigger, like in the, like in the uh, cartoons, you know? They're like... <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. He <laughs> yeah. yeah. senses it before you sense it. Yeah, they're, they're like,
1: they're, they're, that's a very good point. They really do. He, um, Hugo, in particular, he, he's really oh. it's, yeah, very sensitive. But you know what he's done now is he will... If I say, Hugo, don't do this and I'll get angry you know, in a stumpy way, I don't, he will start, he starts going yeah. punch or kick, he won't do it, he just like, that's mm. his, and yeah. it actually really hurts, Yeah, because he, when he's, when he's sort of doesn't, he's not touching me physically, okay. but it's just the fact that he
0: is projecting this, yeah. fuck you, yeah, back totally. to me, it's like, oh, okay. he's, he's defending himself, oh, I'm ready, yeah, I'm ready, yeah, yeah. he's winding up, yeah, that's it. But the yeah. other thing is part of me I, I like that I like yeah. that he's sticking up for himself that's fair that's yeah. fair <laughs> that's yeah punch the head come on son punch the head that's it <laughs> good duck and weave duck and weave come on Rocky <laughs> <laughs> you start quoting uh, you start quoting Stallone they're like you know it's not how, it's not how you get that guy down it's how hard you get hit and keep moving forward <laughs> <laughs> I've chasing
1: chickens in the backyard oh yeah. yeah chickens no no but if I was to train him as a boxer yeah was... that works yeah big rock
0: with a big uh, big to it, you know over a leave or something yeah. like that yeah He'd He's not there, he's such a
1: non violent kid. With the 17 year old, is he? Yeah, he's exactly. 17. Do you encourage the.? Because it sounds like you're a very peaceful kind of yeah, Zen guy. Yeah, ch- chill at both. So you don't. Do you, how, where's your anger hidden? Mine's like, like, very uh,
0: forced into a box. <laughs> 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 very small, tiny little box, a Rubik's Cube of anger in which sometimes I will accidentally hit an all side which is all coloured and I go, oh, that's done, and then, then it'll blow. <laughs> right, 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 But I don't know it's coming. Uh, I, don't, I don't notice the, the build-up, because I, 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 for years I've convinced myself that I'm completely happy. Yes, uh, <laughs> right. so, But now, with the kids, they're like, no, you're not. You're, this is, this is, I'm showing you on my face what you are. I see. Now, I'm but like, oh, okay. To you, right. So, i because like, say, if I've got a lot to do, right? Maybe, yeah. Whatever. I'm in, I'm in this end of the cabin doing some stuff, writing, whatever it is. And I'm like, oh, I've got all this stuff to get through. I'm doing it now. I'm doing it. And I come in, and that moment of, I've got all this stuff to do, will be on my face. And I'll be like, mm-hmm. and I'll come in, and I'll be like, and I'll see them, like, oh, we need to get out of here. <laughs> you know, <laughs> that kind of terror. I'm like, I don't realise that I'm bringing terror with me on this face. You know, I'm like, okay, I need to be, and it's teaching me to be more aware of this. Yeah. You know, rather than be like, oh, no, this is normal. This is a normal face because I've lived on my own for so long. Right. That taking this back to the, the the family unit is not the way to go forward or be an accessible, communicative human being. So it's that kind of, that's what I'm learning. The me kind of, hey, guys, with this, with this how are you doing? It's a, bit, it's a total disconnect between the face and what I'm saying. So it's like, oh, okay this guy's a bit crazy. You know, that's what they kind of, I feel they're like, sure. oh. but so it's really, so the girl was really, um saw that kind of disconnect between emotions and, and physicality. Yeah. And was like, oh, I don't know how to do, I, I don't know how to work this person, you know, because that's it. So it's kind of mad. But, I, know, yeah. I
1: do, I think, see, I do the, total opposite yeah. I just go if I'm in a shit mood I'll be in a shit mood right. and I'd rather, yeah. it's, it's easier in the long run for me to go well I'm an asshole, <laughs> <That's> <laughs> so great. I'm an asshole. you know what I mean like all the I've cut <laughs> out all the having <laughs> to Pretend to be someone. I oh,
0: fuck that. Mm. Right Mm-mm. now, I'm an asshole, and fair. your dad's an asshole. That's good though. That's good. I, I, that's way healthier. I think because I just shove it in a box. I'm like, no, it's fine. It'll pop up somewhere else. Like when when I'm buying something random in a shop, and I'm like, <laughs> oh no, look, this is not that. That'll happen okay, right, at well, least so I've got a story out of it. <laughs> you know, You're going to like Michael Douglas in Falling Down. <laughs> exactly what? like that. So I wrote, I'm writing my, hour, my first hour and it's all about that, about the situations that occur when I, I have not been honest with myself and gone, this is not the time to speak to me in any in any way or communicate with me anyway or be around people in any way. Yeah. And then I've, but I've got, I've got no, I've fought that. I've got, no, I can deal with this, control everything. I'm getting better at that though because right. my, my wife's kind oh. of It's pretty uh, chilled out and goes, winter, that's not normal. Okay, right. Yeah, it's funny. I think a lot of people do that, though. Mm. I
1: think a lot of people are um, going through life like they're writing a Facebook status Mm. Mm. where it's not genuine and it's not healthy. I'm not saying that you're doing that. No, no. But um, you know what I mean? Yeah, totally. Like, And it's scary, really, I think, that we're all suddenly, we're walking around like we're a walking resume Mm. rather than yeah. yeah, I'm having a bad day. Yeah, All that's right. it. This is who I am. Do you think our tolerance has gone down? Uh, for, for for what? Other... Or in, or our tolerance levels in regard to who we are as individuals and how we look at other people. For example, if you were angry, mm. but you, there was a reason for you to be angry, would I tolerate it? And I think I would, but I think a lot of people wouldn't give you the space to go, mm. okay, it's being angry. Yeah. Or... If someone's, you know, if your kids misbehaving, are, are we coming down harder? I don't know. Do you think we're? Do you think? Do you think
0: we're? The, so our tolerance is is less. You think? Yes, so I, I think for, we're the least tolerant as a society we have been for a long time. I think yeah. I think that um, because people are so distracted by other things as well, it's like I don't have time for this thing here, right? Because I've got all this stuff to do which is on my phone, which is always with me every every second of the day. And I think that tolerance also comes from an, a, a massive amount of fear, I think, with the actual social interactions, because we're so in, personally insular with, like, okay, I've got this to do, oh, Facebook update, okay, like this. And then before, I remember when I was a kid, or like, well, younger, when I saw people with kids, yeah. and they'd be like, could you tell your kid to keep it down now? You know, yeah. no one would dare say that now. Yeah. Because people are so like, oh, you know, you like... It's going to happen. Yeah. I could actually have a physical response for my words that I say out loud. Yes. Now it's or like someone might actually film this and I um, come across as the biggest asshole, the biggest yeah. me out ever. You yeah. know, I was like, look at this, and or, or mix it up and make a, a song, a track out of it, or something. You know, <laughs> and then see it all go off. It's, it's it's so it's like everyone's being policed every second, aren't they? So yeah, I'd say that. Most intolerant, but yet yeah, has to keep it in in check. You know, like we're we're really pissed off. We'll really write a r- terrible Facebook status about it. But we won't do it in the physical. Absolutely, world, yeah, know, that's so. a very good point. We won't do it in the in the in the now. Mm. All these things are just lists of rage that you you've you've like put on Twitter. oh, this person next me on the train, and everyone goes, yeah, I know. And everyone just has that moment to, to release that rage. A you know, like or love or you know or like laugh out loud or whatever it is that is the only release? That's not a real release, is it? No, that is not. That's just that's saving it for the next time that something else goes off. Yeah. you know that's it. It's dangerous. You know maybe the way that you know voting and things go now. That's why maybe people are becoming so right wing because they're shoving that stuff down. And then when one ounce of maybe release or maybe control, when they can maybe. Make something different in their lives happens, they go. Now, this is the moment.
1: Brexit would be
0: a great example. of That's that. it. Yeah, That's it,
1: maybe a lot of people I think want to change mm. Brexit, so they
0: just voted out. Yeah, oh, it doesn't have everything, but it's got a couple of things. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Crossed a couple, those couple of things off the list, and yeah. it was also a fuck you to the left, who mm. were, um, mm. to be
1: honest, were and are, remain to be slightly up there on us. Absolutely, they're more righteous than the righteous, they're, they're more grunt. righteous. They're just as racist. Yeah. they
0: are. There are real issues with. With the left, I'm glad that we're on this. Topic. Absolutely, they find a level. That's it. Everything finds a level. If you become like it, it all goes y- yin and yang, isn't it? Really, yeah. one goes up, the other one has to meet. Yeah, just you know, just there's no, there's no like everything now. There's no moderation. It's so either one way or the other. Yeah,
1: you know? the centrists. Uh, well, I think they're going to find their voice. Obviously, there's a great comic, Matt Ford. who has got his TV show. Mm. I think he's. I think I could be wrong. Forgive me if you're listening, Matt. If you, if I'm wrong, but. He's a centrist, and he's. I you think know, yeah. he looks at things very evenly, mm. which is we should do. Required balance—that's what it is. Yeah, mm. yeah. I mean, mind you, Blair was a centrist, wasn't he? And he also
0: took us to another nasty war. Yeah, but he's totally out of touch with the real world, anyway, isn't he? Yes. I mean, from a public school background, and that's that's just like a, a fantasy world we live in. Where everything is provided, and everything is everything happens. These are going to be your friends. These are your friends. You're your very powerful friends that are going to get you to where, you, where you're going to be. There's no failure in that. Those groups. Yeah, yeah. You, maybe you, you I don't choice. know. You, uh,
1: that's that feels like it's and I like this lane as well. The whole conspiracy, maybe. Yeah, maybe. I didn't. I didn't know that. Blair, I thought Blair had a. Rather, I don't, I don't really know that much about Blair. But coming mm. from Australia, but right. um, is he? So he went to a what, public what school. You call it public is that, that's just like private? Private? Public? Yeah, I don't yeah. know
0: why he called it public. it doesn't make any sense.
1: Yeah, in Australia, public is state mm. and private's
0: private private. Grammar school is—it's always another. It's another like you can get you can pass the I think eleven plus or something and get into that. Okay, like right. You, like it's done through tests and like tests. Yeah,
1: like my—I mean, controversially here, my kid—he um, goes to an independent school now. We weren't happy with—we st- hadn't—we went to an outstanding state school. He basically got lumped in with you're okay, so we are not—we're not going not to put as much time and effort in with you. For example, he would get these books. For reading, and he got the same book for like a month. Well, like he can, he knows this verbatim. We don't need. Can we have another book? And we had it. Well, of course, we were reading from ourselves, but yeah. we were more worried that they weren't pushing him. Yeah. So we made the decision mid-year to take him out and put him into a um, an independent school. Yeah. And now his reading is just shot through the roof. And it's really sad for my mind because every kid deserves that education. Mm. Because he's in a class of say twenty kids. And I think there's another teacher's. Exceptional me what she does she's you know i think she's paid remunerated well because of it but in the state system these poor teachers are they get 30 kids they might the, the resources aren't there can you coast in that situation i don't know are you how are the how are the teachers i i know it's a tough job but are they judged on results or? yeah
0: like are they judged on on performance i think they I yeah. think a little bit i think they are right. they get more they get certain bonuses i think if they if they you know Oh she their targets and stuff and yeah, that's, that strikes that me as terrible
1: as well. Yeah. <laughs> but, um, yeah, you give them the answers and off you go. Yeah yeah yeah. 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 I was always anti private school, but now I'm like, well, I've gotta I've gotta yeah. swallow my tongue here a bit yeah, or bite yeah. my lip and go, oh, catch catch look at your kids, isn't it?
0: You know, yeah. like, when did you know you wanted to do comedy, man? When oh yes, but, um, yeah.
1: when I was about realistically and I yeah. I don't think I'm making this up because I think you can go back and change your history, yeah. but I think when I was about eight Right. Yeah, I wow. remember writing a script to my dad, reading it to him in the driveway. Mm. And he didn't have that. Now that I'm a dad, I realise why he didn't have any time. So Like He's busy doing other stuff. But I read it to him. So I remember that was around the age. And when I was 17, I was I was so determined to do stand-up. And I was going to go to some workshop, but my car broke down. So I, I thought, oh, this is a sign. And then I waited. So I waited another two years. If you could go back, would you... I Because I think about this for myself. If I could go back to school... I would I'd do all those things that my parents and mm. the grown around me told me to do, just mm. to study, keep my head down, mm. and just tick all of society's little boxes yeah. so that yeah. I can come out the other end yeah. with way more options.
0: Absolutely. So I would totally do that because I left school at 16. Oh, gosh. And then went, I went back work doing my job that I did on the weekends, and I was like, building stone walls, stone stonemason, you know? Yeah. And I was like, I did it for the summer, I went, like, luckily, it was just like the last couple of months or whatever. And I was like, I fucking hate this. Yeah. I've, I'm going back. Yeah. yeah <laughs> so yeah. I went back and I had my head down, man. Fuck, like, a, oh, I waited for it. I waited for it, man. So, but it was a good lesson. I was like, oh, man, I don't want to do this for the rest of my life. Yeah. I think
1: that's, yeah, I did exactly the same. I left at uh, 17. Mm. I, I finished school, mm. but I didn't put in, like, I didn't mm. get the grades to go into university. Mm. And then I worked for a year and mm. I went back. Mm. And I thought I went to night school after that. I'm, mm. I'm definitely not doing this for yeah. the rest of my life. Yeah. So
0: you just yeah, you that's it. On that. It stills that work ethic in you, didn't it? Yeah, that's absolutely, it.
1: absolutely. Yeah. I think that's really important mm. for kids these days. And I will be telling my kids that when yeah. they reach that age.
0: <laughs> it's like it's like uh, I, did, I had the same. I, I didn't have the grades to get into university straight away. Yeah. So I was like, right, I'll do um, I'll do an access course. And I was like, and like everyone like did the access course. Load them, drop down and stuff. I was, I was like just hammering away as soon as I gave me a assignment done I was like another assignment done done and I was like just I nailed all the stuff you know and I was in a secondary school doing this like uh, access thing it was like outstanding effort I was like I've never gotten anything like this before in my life and I was like oh another one <laughs> I was this is crazy and so I killed it with that And then but I went to when I came over here I did my degree in University of Wolverhampton there's like hundreds of universities in the country it's the 10th from the bottom you know so and that was uh, that was an experience though because you know from Ireland to here to Wolverhampton was a big culture shock for me yeah I imagine I that was it but it was um, yeah it was good your
1: remember. accent's not as strong as I I just thought you were really, really enthusiastic but it's just the, 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 the now I can hear it mm. underneath that there's mm. a twang of Irish that's it
0: I had to really slow it down when I came over here because no one understood the word I said yeah. otherwise you know they're like oh wait in Wolverhampton, that accent, accents colliding, you know, that no one had a clue. So which part of Ireland were you? Uh, West Cork, uh, Skivery. Oh, right, yeah, I've been to Cork, yeah, briefly. Mm. I was in
1: Belfast, which is probably the wrong, that's what you guys, there, I've got cousins there, though, yeah. Oh, yeah, great. I, don't, I tell you what's amazing about Ireland for me, or mm. Northern Ireland, so, the fact that the so they still hang on mm. to the Protestant Catholic, oh, it's 2017. I know. I cannot mm. believe it. I did the Empire recently, mm. and, um, they, yeah, the cab driver said, oh, this seems like a nice city. I've done it before, but I was just making a chat with the cab driver. Mm. Oh, Belfast seems like a nice city. Mm. He goes, yeah, yeah, it's all right when the sun's shining and there's no trouble. I was like, why would there be trouble? Yeah. Whatever. Mm-hmm. You could see that that was laced with, as long as no one's fighting. Mm. All the comics, there was, a, as I closed, there was three, two or three acts before me, mm. and they were all doing Protestant Catholic. I was like, whoa. Mm. Wow. Like, I didn't realise it's so culturally, gra- you know, ingrained mm. in this yeah, this place. Mm. Did you do any anything like that? Oh, from religion? Yeah. On stage. And the first time I did it, I did. And I was terrified. I've got this bit I do about uh, how I was raised Catholic, and they said, don't touch yourself. Mm. And if you do, bad things will happen. And then the joke, the punchline is, and I didn't for a very long time. And then the day I decided to, two plums fell into a building. Mm. And I remember thinking, man, you Catholics don't fuck around. <laughs> but... And I did that and I was like "My, I thought well, again it goes yeah. back to what we were originally talking about just yeah. you would do this anyway mm-hmm. you shouldn't be able to do it here. Yeah yeah cool and, totally. Yeah and that was, that was fine. Yeah. I, I, there was a you know heart in mouth moments of course yeah just waiting. Yeah. oh please <laughs> yeah or well, not please I don't care if they like, it, it just, I, like I walked away with my kneecaps yeah that's saying.
0: true you want to walk away from things don't you this is very true. <laughs> stand up you know you can do stand up not necessarily with knees but you prefer to do it you know fully fully erect absolutely, absolutely. I, I, <laughs> I want to be
1: standing when I'm on stage and I want to be standing when I'm off stage yeah for sure and you, that was the only time you've been in Ireland been to Cork as well I went to Cork with my I landed in Cork airport with my mum when I was here in 2005 she came over for a holiday and we went and mm. we did a is it the ring of dingle i keep getting the ring of oh, kerry ring of kerry yeah yeah ring, i don't know where i get dingle from yeah anyway that was just a blurry soul as well no oh. no <laughs> no i reckon that's got a lot of piss on it it
0: does i'm sure yeah
1: yeah but we kept not in these backpackers and what i remember about it hostels you call them mm. no tv and just a blanket and just like a really cold woman there mm. just saying all right she reads up there and mm. you know, that'll be it. Yeah, know, that sort of, there's no warmth yeah. whatsoever. And I saw real poverty. Like mm. I saw like a kid in a puddle, with a donkey behind it. was just all those, cla- not classic images, but mm. images you go, whoa, this is this 20. At yeah. uh, their stage was 2005. Yeah. So you, these, some of these
0: people are doing it tough. Mm, yeah. Like the postcard kind of picture. Yeah. Yeah. That's it. Or, yeah. yeah. Like a wild look in a kid's eye with a donkey. Kind of like, this yeah. kid wants out of here. Yeah. And yeah. that donkey's not
1: going to be fast enough. Mm. And what's the sport you play over there? The, um, hurling. Hurling. Yeah. The billboards everywhere for hurling. That yeah. looks like a tough sport. Yeah. That's Brutal. Yeah,
0: kneecaps and shins. You want to watch out. And, yeah,
1: that's know, all that you guys <laughs> grow up on. That. <laughs>
0: yeah, it's a tough one, alright. Do you play? Do no, you play I it? never played it. I never really no? played it. Yeah, I couldn't. I, I was never any good at any stuff, any sports like that. I was terrible at all those kind of sports.
1: Yeah, anything yeah. that involves getting hit in the shin on a yeah. cold day is not yeah. really for me. This is true. No, I. Yeah, Australian rules football was probably the closest. Mm. We don't it's, hockey, I guess, is the closest. Oh. But yeah, mm. as far as being a tough sport, Australian rules football was hard.
0: Yeah.
1: But um, that was yeah, that was involved cold mornings and joints being hit yeah hit mm. by
0: other people's boots. Is your mum like still around? She's, yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. She's and in Australia. Yeah, is, she's coming uh, over back actually. Oh, yeah. at the end of the year. And is is your old man as well? Yeah, they
1: split, but he yeah he's still he's still alive, and he was just here about two months ago. He came for a visit. Cool. Does he do anything like creative or anything like that? Or he wanted to be a writer, but he and he um, never sort of to be a writer, you've got to write. Mm. I don't think he ever really stuck at it. He's he's a nurse now, or director of nursing. He runs nursing homes. Mm. Yeah, so. that's his background. But he did have a creative side. My mum, not so much. Yeah, he, he was sort of, he's probably what I get. It's weird most of my money, income comes from writing now as mm. opposed to, yeah. But it's definitely a progression down the DNA line. Mm. Somewhere mm. in the DNA yeah. there was some writer, and I don't even know if I'm it, but I'm, maybe yeah. The two generations from now that we've some amazing writer, writer. This is your legacy, son. Yeah.
0: No pressure. But... Here's my scripts. Yeah.
1: My dad wanted to do it. He couldn't quite nail it. I'm all right at it, but I'm
0: not quite nailing it. All yeah. that money's on you. And how did, how did your dad take that? I mean, like, because, you know, when you don't pursue the creative urge, did he take it internal or did he, like... Or oh, when I pursued my creative? No, when, when your dad, did he, like, did he kind of, like, the ego was okay, I accept my, accept my fate uh, oh i don't
1: know I, right. I think he was all right i mean yeah. he
0: grew up in that generation where you just had to get on with it mm. like he
1: had me when he was 20 so there was right. no time to should i be an artist <laughs> it's, yeah. it's a real luxury to do what absolutely. we do I absolutely mean, absolutely there's no i think there's no denying or no uh the fact that we live in a world where there's the more comics and artists mm. than there have ever been mm. Suggest that the standard of living is okay. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, we're not having to go down a coal mine mm-hmm. and knock it out for 12 hours and then come up and think about doing five. Yeah, <laughs> that's true.
0: <laughs> that's true. No one,
1: yeah, we're in a pretty sweet time. Yeah. yeah. And so it mostly comes from writing, so you say? You're, yeah, you're... yeah I, purely by chance. I scored a job writing for a, a guy called Adam Hills who hosts The Last Leg. So in 2012, I just got a phone call from a producer saying, We've got this show, this fellow. Yeah. Hillsy wants you to write for him. Do you want to? And I went, and we just moved out and we were like down to our last thousand pounds or whatever, yeah. which is not much when you got a kid. Of course. And we're like, okay, yeah, I think I can swing that. Right. And I thought I'd get five within a day because I'm not really, I never really considered myself to be a comedy writer. A real, and Now that I've been in that scene, there's a definite difference between a mm. comic and a writer. They're two totally different caps. By chance of that show, not only did it last for five years, right. but I managed to last with it. Great. So, yeah. And just f- fully on that one show or you do other things too? No, I'm write for myself. I don't yeah. really... I mean, I, I would never say no to any kind of work if you mm. want to put bread on the table, but mm. um, what I really want to do is stand up and mm. and write my own scripts and that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. So.
0: so what, are you in the, remote, in the process at the moment of writing uh, anything?
1: I'm, I'm writing my show. Right. I'm still doing that, still working on that. Got um got scripts I'm working on at home. Yeah, I've got the job at the the last leg writing mm. job, which is... This year's quite on I think they're doing forty episodes this year, right. so it's quite a, yeah commitment. It's a, quite a commitment. Yeah, mm-hmm. so tr- trying to find between that and kids, trying to find space. It's, yeah, I keep sure. toying with the idea of getting up at five a.m. You know, you know, do you, I don't yeah. know. Do you make promises to yourself? I'm going to get up at five a.m. for the rest of my life. Mm. I worked it out. If yeah. I did that, I think I I've, I create an extra
0: ten years in my life. If you're going on current sleeping patterns. I love the way. You've procrastinated that much. You've worked that out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so yeah. if I did that, you know, you know what? i just, and then you're using all that energy to make yeah. it But it's like, I, I have toyed with that idea as well and today was going to be the day that I was going to get really, really early. But It always is. But you know what? <laughs> I, I thought to myself as well, I was like, because my car broke down, as I said. Yeah. I was like, oh, I need to get up early and I need to ring the mechanic around the corner you know, to fix my car. Sure. And I was like, I did not list. It's like, why the fuck am I getting up? Yeah. I'm just going to pick the phone up. I'm going to ring him and go, hey man, did you have space you know, to fix my car? Yes. Phone goes back down again. Yeah. I can go back to sleep. Yeah. Why the fuck am I getting up? Because I'm just up um, and I feel like that being awake makes me feel like I'm working. Yeah, <laughs> you know what I mean? yeah. It's like, because, it, you you know, it's, it's quality of being, of, of, of this is gonna so, such a bad sentence, it's quality of being awake, uh, you're, <laughs> you know, because you're sitting there like, I'm... My brain isn't firing on that level. Yeah, you know, you're, and and you know yourself, you know, you get you get a pile of notes. You're like, right, I've got pile of notes for this show, whatever it is, to, to work through. I've got all this other stuff over here. This pile of notes is about five days worth here. I'm gonna do it all yeah. in the next five days. Yeah, and then you start the first day's amazing. You're like, yeah, I'm on it, I'm doing it. Second day, bit slower. Third day, fucking slow as shit. You get one page done. You know, yeah. it's like it's just like, and you you're like you hit the wall of like, and you in the end, you're just like you're just copying the notes into a book you're not even, you're, the brain isn't firing and enjoying that creative moment because you've done too much in the, you know, like you a whole day the sure. first day, you know? Do you than do doing, break it down into hours? I'm going to have to start doing that. I'm going to have to start doing that. Well, there's a great tip that I got from, a, I think I read a
1: book called The War on Art. Mm. A, do, you got to do the work but B, mm. you've got to allow, um, this may not be from that book but you've got to treat it like a job in the mm. sense that, because I used to get up and go and think about comedy from the moment I got up mm. until the moment I went to bed. Not not to a, in a productive way, mm. but just to, well, you're not gigging. How come I, mm. I make those mm. calls. God, I'm such a fucking loser. Mm-hmm. You know, all that, those, rather than go, okay, you know what, at 10 o'clock, mm. I'm going to write and I'm going to write till 12. I'm going to have a, a half hour for lunch. I'm going to write from 12.30 to 2.30 and then that's my four hour day because I don't think you can be creative for more than four hours a day. Yeah. And then you can do admin in and out, a, a, before that, after that, whatever. But mm. for those four hours, that's my time. And then when you get to spend time with your family, it's mm. like proper family. You're engaging. Mm. And that
0: took me a long time to figure that out. Mm. And accidentally picking up the chair. Oh, that's a good bit as well. <laughs> you, <laughs> yeah, yeah. You switched on to pick stuff up from the, your life, you know? Going, yeah. Oh, and I'm relaxed. Oh, this is all. Oh, there's more stuff. Oh, shit, more notes. There we go. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that's a good point. Actually,
1: I do. I do cast that net, but I. Yeah. I try not to. Uh, I figure if it's really funny, I'll remember it in, in mm. half an hour's time. Mm-hmm. Or yeah. I get a private moment to myself. Yeah, yeah. I've got to go to the toilet. Yeah. I've got a great bit about biscuits. Yeah, <laughs> that you just gave me. It's a good idea. So you do four hours. I chuck. No, no, I don't. See, this is the problem. My yeah. discipline's shit. So, for example, today, I've got, because I get Mondays and Tuesdays to my, my time, mm. and I had you in for 12.30, so I went, okay, I'll do a bit of admin in the morning, mm. and then when I get home from this, which, what time is it now? Five past one. Five past one. So I said, I'll get home at the earliest, we'll be around, it takes an hour to get home, so it's three o'clock, so yeah. two thirty, three o'clock. And then I'll, I'll go from there. So I've already compromised on my time, yeah. which is fine, because I figure this is part of my job. Mm. But uh, I've put four hours further down the day. Mm. So now I have to wait for my kids to go to bed. Yeah. But then Nikki's going to want to hang out. So I'm I'm going to do eight hours tomorrow. <laughs> oh, no. And then I'll wake up and go, who the fuck am I really? <laughs> yeah. you know,
0: and that's the other thing is doing it when you don't want to do it. That's Ooh. the hard bit. Yeah, yeah. Just kind of trying to get in that fun zone. For, you know, for, for the times you're like, oh man, I just need to just want to go to bed early.
1: I love sleep, so much. Absolutely. absolutely. I think that's one thing most comics have in common is mm. Mm. we may not all agree, but we definitely love yeah. sleep. What's the name of your show? You're right. Oh, you? yeah, good point. Well done. <laughs> uh, well, I'm doing it in Brighton, mm. and then I'm doing it's the same show, but in Brighton, the, the title is is at the Quadrant at 6 pm. Oh, yeah, the show is called Adam Vincent the Scared and Lonely Tour. Yeah. But it's not. It's just sort of this is a title because the in Edinburgh this is the main show, it's called "How Not to Kill Yourself When Living in the Suburbs," mm-hmm. and it's about um, well, it's about living in the suburbs now. Desperate it can be mm-hmm. for any you. This is I would call this the suburbs. Mm-hmm. Do you struggle with with the monotony or the mm-hmm. not the lack of communication with other
0: people? The uh... um, well, I I kind of I do I do a little. I am quite a solitary being anyway. Right. And I have brought, been brought up in the country. Oh, so okay. like I have brought up um, this is this is like populated for me, you know? Yeah. The nearest neighbour for me in the country was like a mile away. Oh brilliant. So yes and no, I, I do get a little bit kinda of, like uh paranoid when I see people uh windows and I, uh, and occasionally I've I've been in like the cabin and I've looked up and I've seen them looking down, I'm like, Don't, don't this is why i don't look at me! i <laughs> <You know, laughs> just do not them to look down. Yeah. I'm looking at them. I so said, "Don't you dare look down at me!" And they look down at me, and then we have an awkward moment. It's like, who started this? <laughs> you, know, <laughs> you know? Oh yeah, like, I can see. There's them. one I'm there. and There's one there as well. And the neighbor, I, the neighbor looked down at me one night, and I was like, looking back up, and I was like, and it wasn't through I think it was frosted. It was frosted gla- glass. I don't know why. I was like, why are they up at this time? It's like three in the morning. I said, like, why are they up? And I was yeah. like, I bet they're looking down at me, going, why are they up? And I'm like, yeah, I know, but.
1: I reckon yeah. what they must. Do, I'd love to know what what you should do is go around there and interview them and find out what they think or thought you were yeah. doing in this cave, mm. because for me, people get so bored living in the burbs that they they want that, but they want an adventure. They want mm. a story. So mm. to see some guy in a cabin, probably pacing, I imagine at times. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. They're thinking, what the hell is he doing? Is he is he some kind of psycho? What's Murdering he building him? something? What's he? Yeah, yeah. yeah.
0: <laughs> so they're probably you're probably doing them a favour, yes. really. But it makes it awkward when I see him in the in the drive the next day. I hate it or like crowbar hello out of them. Yeah, and I go, all right, how's it going? Yes, how you doing? Yeah, he well. <laughs> Three questions before they even acknowledge you. Oh, <laughs> really? really yeah, it was a bit awkward, but it's fine now. It's fine. They're, they're nice. They're really are nice. But I think that maybe that was just my. I was like. Oh, like <laughs> I don't, know, maybe I'm just trying to control my environment too much. Do you say there's no conflict between you? you no, know? we're all good actually. All the neighbours here are pretty oh, cool. good. Pretty it's pretty it's good. That's good. Yeah. That's lucky. We're addressing a show, man. You, About the hell, what's like Adam? Oh yeah, that's fine. Yeah, yeah.
1: Uh, how to, how not to kill yourself when living in the suburbs? Yeah. Uh, well, that's just the title, and uh, yeah, because it was called the Scared and Lonely Tour, and, right. and and then my friend said, look, you probably need a title that's going to get people in, because mm. he said in Edinburgh it doesn't really matter what the title is. But, so you might as well, that, that being said, make the most of it, just trying mm. to get people in. So I thought about it and I said, oh, what about how not to queue yourself when i in service? And he laughed and said, yeah, that's probably going to get more people in. Mm. He's some guy who's done it a lot of times and he, he knows. He probably does know what he's talking about. Mm. So I thought, well, I'll take his advice. It could be the worst title ever, I don't know. But it's about living in the burbs and it's about my, well, it's just me just doing my stand-up mm. and uh, life through the eyes of an Australian living in Bedford. Mm. Who uh, doesn't necessarily
0: want to live there, but has no choice? So, who said that you should name, give it a title? Oh, right, that was Tom
1: Crane, who's a very funny uh, writer and stand-up in Mm. his own right. Um, He
0: said you've got to make the most of the title, Mm. and he's correct. It's true. They they need to have the illusion that they're going to learn something out of this.
1: Yeah, Matt. Yeah, yeah. I've I've always been bad at that. You get these people who do these theme shows, and they're great for them, and it works for them. But Mm. I've, I've I've never really been able to pull that off. Mm. Not really, that's not really the way my mind mm. works. Mm. The idea of doing a show that's where the all you know the beginning twenty minutes comes back in the last twenty, mm. you know, it's all entwined. That's their mm. grace. It's just not. Mm. Maybe I'm not smart enough to do that kind of. Kind of. They
0: sell tickets. though, don't. Yeah, make. that's it. I mean, yeah, everyone's got their own strengths, isn't it? Absolutely. Well, yeah, they've, they've
1: got their own strengths, and that's just smart. Like Tom's right. it's a Smart way to sell a show. Mm-hmm. Damn right. That's it, you're going to need a hook. You don't need, the whole show doesn't have to be a hook. You just have to get people in. Yeah, that's it. And I'm, I'm always like, there's an arrogant part of my head. going, Oh, well, my sternum's going to be good enough. And they're just going to come in on the, the strength of my, you know, zingers. Yeah. But it's just not, <laughs> not it's, in Edinburgh, it's a shit fight just to uh, find lunch, let alone yeah. get people in through the door to see you. So, Have you done Edinburgh before? Yeah, a couple of times.
0: Yeah, uh, I, mean, I, got, I did it in 2013 and 14. Right, and uh, then I, I think I took two years off, uh, and then I got married. Oh yes, couldn't afford to go. Yeah. And so so this year for me the you know the, the joys in the writing it really and in the getting better and I'm like okay absolutely so, so it. that's yeah. it, so I'm, I'm and I even write the sound I'm like oh man I've written so many jokes that I thought I would have written before you know now even stuff in my life I'm like oh that's, that's a really fucking good joke here. that'd be great for my stand up you know it's all it's all helping. It's those little things, you know, you, you know yourself, you have like, and you're consistently writing. I mean, I went full time in April last year mm-hmm. and then I was like, okay, now I need, I need the sitcom, I need the radio sitcom, I need the, you oh know, gosh. all these little things. So I'm going to do these things and I, they're on the list yeah. and I'll get them done. It's like, you know, the podcast, I was saying, you know, the, the terror of like, yeah. writing the first thing. It's like the terror was, on the first hour it's going to be fucking terrible. It's going to be terrible. And I'm, as I'm writing, I'm like, no, there's some really nice bits in here. It's a very personal show, really, more than more than like the theme that you know everyone can really more relate I think everyone can relate to it sure and there are common truths in it yeah but it's not like a, uh, a like a, a massive hook of like of social kind of um, examination of our times or anything like that. You know, it's just like, this is how I think. Yeah. This and what's is, the called? It's called tolerance.
1: Oh, oh there you yeah. go. Tolerance. Yeah. But do you find it, and this is what, when I moved over, or well, so when we moved over from Australia, we had no mm. idea what we were landing on. on mm. Landing, But that just to take that step and you mm. took a similar step by quitting your job, mm. it's never as bad as you think it's going to be. No, no. And that's, I wish I could tell everyone in the world that, mm. just take that
0: jump. Mm. It's not as bad. Mm i mean don't get me wrong it's terrifying occasionally oh yeah, you know, yeah, yeah i'm but like oh man like you know it, there, was a, there was a lot so of pressure like, the in one <laughs> this is true this is very true but it's like it's like that it's the first step you're right i mean it's like a uh you know lao tzu, isn't it yeah. you know the journey of a thousand miles starts with beneath your feet you know one yeah one step, one step at a time exactly like starting a podcast like doing anything starting a, video, a viral video there's gonna be some ropey shit you're gonna put out there and yeah. that's okay yeah you're learning and you can always
1: stop doing it if you want to exactly there's, there's no you can go back on it mm. yeah it's that but if, don't you think that the bad times when you jump in the abyss and the scary moments are exactly what you want to be going through like they're the mm. kind of moments where you look back and go oh, I remember when that remember when was shit and you kind of mm. look you, you look back at it as a nice thing mm. because you got to go through that trial mm. and you came out the other side mm. whereas if you just do the same thing, the same job that you don't really like and you maintain that. I mean, mm-hmm. it's, it, but if it's not good, it's not bad, it's just mm-hmm. uh, possibly
0: unsatisfying. Mm-hmm. That's it. You're, de- you're dead already. Yeah. I, I that job I was in, I was I'm waiting to die. Yeah. I was, like, I, was like, I was like, why am I why am I here? I'm like, oh great, I've got great medical. Amazing, I've got great medical. And I was like, I, I started to go, I wasn't a hypochondriac, but I started to go to the doctor just hoping... That they'd find something. Yeah. I'm so I could go man.
1: so I could so I could I like, could bow out. Like You're You know like a guy's in a bad relationship secretly hoping his girlfriend dies. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So you just bow out like yeah. you know, honourably. Go, yeah. Oh I'm sorry, I it's cannot continue. Fault.
0: It's not my fault. You <laughs> know <laughs> you know so I don't have to commit Harry Carry. you know oh. it's like oh. If anyone is listening, can I please say
1: <laughs> you're experiencing those feelings,
0: yeah. leave. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Just go. Just quit now. Quit oh, now. Don't man. do it. Like, it's you know,
1: not worth it. No, it's definitely You may as well be a, ho- a homeless person talking to themselves. We've got a woman in Bedford who's, she's this black nun who walks around mm. reciting the Bible. Yeah. And a lot of people think she's crazy. I think she's doing it for her. You know, she's mm. not living that mundane. <laughs> But life, <laughs> I think people who judge her are the people who are crazy people walking to work doing the same job they hate getting the train at the end of the day and just seeing people trudge up the stairs to get you know their cars to go home while their ulcers slowly faster
0: oh, away. that's it they're dead already they're dead all, they're, literally they've, they've given up their body is the only thing that's moving now their mind is dead and their body is, yeah. just keeps moving and keeps eating and, and oh, oh god oh. It, I mean, it's, the, what, the sad thing is is they're not
1: dead the sad thing is that they are actually, on a Saturday or a Sunday they get glimmers of life yeah. that they and they come alive and they have these birthdays and mm. you know but
0: uh, yeah you no know, they got to do it I can't yeah. I can't so make them do it if they did follow their dreams maybe there'd be more there'd be, maybe there'd be even less um, work out there. So oh, yeah. like, oh, great, they're following our dreams? Great, and there's no fucking work. Okay, well, shit. Yeah, <laughs> true. Well,
1: what about it? But the robots have come, their jobs are done anyway. So yeah. the robots are That's coming. True. I can't wait for the robots to come. Mm-hmm. I can't wait for to take the tube, take the trains. Mm-hmm. I want robots to all automate that shit. Yeah. I don't care about the people who were train drivers losing a job. Fuck them. Yeah. They should have dreamed bigger. It's
0: not a hard job, anyways. <laughs> it really just forward.
1: What's up? Forward, start... Oh, it's just, yeah, I imagine it's quite... But you know that if they hit a certain number of people, like, you know, when people jump in front of the train? Oh, yeah. You hit a quota, you, you're off... Oh, the rest, really? ...the rest of your life on some... I've heard this could be a myth, but you're on some serious pain for the rest of your life. I think it's like five or six dead people hitting the, hitting the train. And you get, like... You're off, yeah. You get, so there's some guy out there
0: waiting just for one more. yeah doesn't want it but he does yeah he wants to just like have a bit of yeah what's an early retirement yeah Mm. five six people jump (laughs) on the train you're you're okay you're off on disability
1: yeah yeah i think i don't know what the
0: number is but um the tube i think it's i'm
1: sure it's the same for the train as the tube as well
0: yeah but yeah do you think that'll go up as (laughs) like people the human population of the world increases like people jumping in front of trains it'd be more likely for that to happen then wouldn't it I reckon it'll happen. Yeah, with, with
1: high numbers statistically, yes. you'd think so. But also, if, w- w- I wanted to go back on what we were just saying. I think if you don't have a job, it's a real skill to do nothing and not go nuts. Mm. Uh-huh. Yeah. You, the mental illness is going to go through the roof yes. when people don't have something, some kind of validation. Mm. At the end of the day, some sense of I achieved mm. this with a, a shitty pay packet or they like, yeah. built something. Take away those uh, milestones. Mm. Then people are going to stew in their own thoughts. Mm. So that could be the next evolutionary step: Mm. is us talking. You going back to you being Zen, having the mind to be strong enough or empty enough Mm. to cope with not having to do anything. Do you meditate as well? I go through phases of meditation. Yeah, I've just started doing yoga. I've got a sore back, so I've had to do yoga. But you know, I've tried meditate, much like I try and get up at five am in the morning, Mm. which I
0: don't. But yeah, 10 minutes a night, I try and do. That's good. Do you do? A little bit. I'm not as, as consistent as that, but uh, my wife does meditation sort of things as well, and I turn up there occasionally, try not to fall asleep. Yeah. <laughs> yeah I quite
1: good. like it. I like it when you get, because sometimes you get a good, I get on a good mm-hmm. run, like where I'm like, and as soon as you go, oh, fuck, I'm in this, I'm in this, that's when you're out of it. But yeah. sometimes the bliss is amazing. Yes. It's like it's taking a sweet pill, mm. you know you feel I I don't have to sleep as much. I'm not as tired. Mm. I mean, the rewards are there, but doing it every time, Mm. you know, all it takes is one thing to go wrong. You know, Mm. you get home from work late, so now I can be fucked. Oh, they should do it at school. Um, um, Yeah. 100% kids should be meditating, particularly, uh, not that I want to break up the sexes, but I think teenage boys could definitely do some calming down. Mm. Focus. Focus. Yeah, absolutely. Having a, well, I guess girls are the same, but they've got, I don't really. I so I don't know what they have to go through, but I know that the boys definitely mm-hmm. have to. Uh, they need a strong.
0: What do you yeah. call a mentor. Mentor. That's yeah, the yeah, word for I was sure. Looking for a mentor. Definitely, yeah. definitely. Um, to guide them in the right direction. They're so distracted by by everything, isn't it? Full of this energy to you know that can be needs to be harnessed and focused into doing what they would enjoy rather than just because it can get pulled in in so many different directions. Yeah, you know. Or, or especially with social media.
1: I mean, yeah. how going through. Teenage years was tough mm-hmm. when you, I imagine you and I did, definitely when I did, I'm sure mm-hmm. it was the same for you. Every teenager is going to say it was tough. What mm-hmm. Al was going to say looking back it was tough. But going through knowing that there's another level of Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, mm-hmm. yeah. the peer pressure in that and people faking stuff on like that, taking photos of their dick and mm-hmm. sending it off mm-hmm. to get, I mean, what the hell? What is that? Mm-hmm. People photographing their cock mm-hmm. and it's not like it's okay. I don't get that. So that whole world, that murky world of trying to impress people, not
0: only in person, but online. So you can't even escape in your own bedroom. It's a new form of social sabotage, really. The sabotage themselves, aren't they? And twisting social interaction into something that's abstract and just nasty.
1: Yeah. I I wish I could articulate it. Mm. I wish I had the words to describe how brutally painful it must be for kids Mm. Going through that, like, does you've got a seventeen-year-old living? In the mm-hmm. do, do they have the the phones and everything? And they've
0: got phones and like and hooked up to their, you know, like plays games online and everything like this. And but but they're so hooked into it, yeah. The, the social side is serious. Like I think is very very much lacking. You know? Yeah, and I'm, like, and I'm kind of yeah. sc- it's kind of scary. Yeah, it's, it's like you know you like you ask kids questions sometimes of that age and go and they're like you know, they have to really take a minute because it's actual thought process. thought that they have you're to like, do the thinking rather yeah. than Google. Yeah, that's it. A, qu- a question, oh, hey, yeah. uh, they actually go into that kind of like firmware updating mode. <laughs> <laughs> you know, <laughs> <laughs> it's <laughs> like, <laughs> it looks funny when it gets hit on the back of the head with a plank, you know, yeah. Like, yeah, yeah,
1: yeah, and birds <laughs> flying around top. So, yeah. Um, I, I, I can't stand, my hmm. pet peeve are kids, like any kid, with at, when you're out at a restaurant hmm. and I've got a screen. Mm. screens outside of the mm. house yeah. or you
0: know I think kids should have a screen maybe 20 dinner table time. or something just to get them out of that those interactions yeah.
1: or it's the parents it's lazy parents just mm. going well I don't want to I don't want to what mm. happens if he cries mm. well f- tell him to stop fucking winching the, the, the laziness of parents drives me n- there's mm. one the society's in big trouble mm. if you can't tell your kid to not do something and they can't have the decency to listen mm. and respect their parents well, there's a big problem there I think mm. Said the man, who's probably a really harsh dent in the eyes, of, <laughs> <laughs> no. in the eyes of the world. Damn it! No, uh, yeah. And, and the other thing is diet, food. Yeah. I'm sorry, I've sort of steered this my way. But parents who give their kids cans of soft mm. drink and shit—and forgive me if this happens—but I'm talking like six-year-olds mm. and seven-year-olds yeah. walking around with Pepsi. And what the, you're shredding their kidneys. Mm. It's horrible. Mm. Yeah, it's and it's not seen as abuse. It's just mm. normal. So they've got screens, they're eating way too much sugar. I read a stat, like, I think the average six-year-old has had more sugar than an adult human would have had, like an 80-year-old man or a 60-year-old man would have had when they were like 100 years ago. Wow. You know, by the age of six, I've had more sugar. That's crazy. Yeah, it's insane. So sugar, screens, who would want to go through that? Mm, Totally. Where are we going with that? I don't know. How's humanity going to evolve? Not good. Diabetes is going to be the killer. Yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm, I used to. That's the other thing that I used to be a nurse. What I wish is the other thing I think they should do is have tours of hospitals where school kids can go in and have see someone's necrotic ass being the 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 <laughs> the bandage being changed on it, so that they can go. Oh, yeah. This is why I should probably eat better because that. At worst, they're seeing someone with a missing leg, which is mm. nicely mm. neat. Mm. That's not what... I mean, that's...
0: Necrotic ass. Is that what happens? It? Yeah, oh, man. God, I, don't, yeah. I didn't even know this, yeah. man. You have so got So you've got some
1: obese person sitting down. Yeah. They get pressure sores yeah. because the blood can't flow because of the diabetes. Yeah. And so they get these sores, and the sores can't heal because they've got diabetes yeah. to the point where it just gets worse and worse where it gets in the bone it gets infected to the point where you can put your fist... Into their leg or wherever the sore is. Oh yeah, and it stinks. It's disgusting, you know. And these poor people are in so much pain, mm. and their relatives are like, "I've got to go in and visit," but it's just horrific. Yeah, of course. No one is seeing that. That stays in the hospital or in the nursing home or wherever yeah. these people end up, or in the home mm-hmm. where they've got community care. Whoa. And it's not on the TV. When I mean, we talk about the cigarette packets with the pictures on them with the weird eyes and the yeah. tongue and the you know, get the diabetes happening on the coke and the coke can. Wow. I'm, yeah, it's insane that the government let us eat yeah. so much sugar, and it's like it's like just because they're just because they're massively and morbidly obese. Is that right? Well, n- not massively and morbidly. I mean, just some of them are just obese. Some of them are um, as big as you might imagine, and they're yeah. still getting chronic you know um, ulcers on there. Yeah. When you become a diabetic, you have to always wear shoes that protect your feet because if you get a cut, yeah. you, your body can't heal it, and right. so it's going to get worse and worse and worse. So you, that's your feet. But if you're sitting on your butt. Yeah. and the blood's not flowing you get a sore Heavy. it's not very nice I mean I, I find it hilarious but <laughs> I do that's my that's, that's my sort of <laughs> yeah. my that's my sense yeah. of humour but it's, a lot of people like can't deal with it it's the same reason I think yeah. everyone should, see, should visit someone who's had a stroke because yeah. you kind of go well I could sit around and wonder what I want to do with my life or, or I could or I could actually do it. And the difference is, see a guy who can't do anything and then go, oh, yeah, maybe I should make the most of what I've got. So why did you leave nursing then? And what happened? Well, I've, technically, I'm still registered oh, until right. August, but I haven't nursed for a, six or seven months. Yeah. Because I'm, the writing's just yeah, paved my way a little bit, so I haven't had to. And nursing's a profession, I think. It's something you can't, really, you can't dabble in nursing. No. These guys are working so hard and they're so professional. Mm. So to suddenly mm-hmm. go, you know what? Well, I might just do this part time, yeah. and it's just not
0: fair. Things move on as well, I guess, and change. Oh yeah, systems. yeah. The
1: technology changes, and mm. um, and I was only ever really doing aged care in nursing homes, so mm. it wasn't that stressful. But because they're so under resourced now, mm. you would go in as an old. I was an agency nurse. So I'd go in and there'd be one other nurse i remember the last shift I did she the poor girl was from spain she was must have been in early 20s as a nurse and she was in charge so she was technically my boss and she had i think there was 40 or 50 aged care residents all needing attention and we split it up into two but i didn't know any of them and so she kind of had to help me and the, these people some of the residents were supposed to have like they'd have drip feeds where they feed you through the stomach mm-hmm. and. Um, a lot of the clips that were supposed to be on these pumps weren't yeah. on the pumps and sort right. of poor girl they are yeah, literally having, putting tape around stuff that should have a clip on it and yeah. it's
0: it was it's just tape sort of thing yeah like an engine kind of like, yeah, yeah. gaffer oh. tape terrible
1: yeah so, so you're yeah. so you're in that situation going I not only do I not know anybody mm. I'm not familiar with the residents. I've got a poor girl whose English is a second language. Is is my boss? She's having trouble understanding me. I'm having trouble understanding her. Yeah. I thought this isn't in any way safe. Yeah. I don't think I'm going to do this anymore because mm. I probably am someone's going to die. Yeah, you know. So wow. why would I put myself and my family at risk? Mm. And the person who might <laughs> might yeah, die at the point. That's
0: it. You don't get yeah. sued for that kind of stuff, is it? That's it.
1: Yeah, that's why I prefer aged care because mm. if I do make a mistake. You know, they haven't lost too
0: much. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah you know, they're on the way yeah, out. They're on oh, the way out. Though. Exactly. Plug into, uh? yeah.
1: <laughs> I was to do pediatrics. Something like, oh, yeah, the, that's the, it. You the, know
0: um, why stakes are high for sure. Yeah, yeah. yeah. they the, yeah. the,
1: I mean, mm. nurses who work with children. Are the, I couldn't ever do that. Mm. Every nurse has something they couldn't do. I yeah. could not work with. That's children. fair.
0: That's fair. And uh, so your show is in the quadrant at six o'clock. And Brian, in Edinburgh,
1: Brighton. it's at Espionage. Yeah, 4.15. I don't know the name of the room, but it's somewhere on the ground floor in the espionage. In the
0: last few years then, Adam, what is the biggest low you've experienced and the biggest high? Okay, lows and highs.
1: Biggest low? I don't really know if there's one thing that stands out. I remember there's been times when I just haven't been gigging enough Mm. and wanting to gig and the thing is with this scene here it's so fractured Mm and I I think you should be able to perform it anywhere so many comics that it's hard to get to know promoters and say hey this Mm -hmm. is what I do so when you finally I don't like doing try out tens I I really don't Mm -hmm. because you're basically offering your services for free Mm -hmm. and if it goes badly they'll just just put a line through you and I I think I had a try out ten at the backyard comedy club and I just Mm -hmm. didn't get it and it's like oh Mm -hmm. man and then I just thought I've come here Mm -hmm. on my own back for free and I'm and I screwed it up. There's no one to blame but me. Mm. Yeah, that was a low because of, I wanted to get in mm. and do more and more of these, sort of, especially London gigs mm. because they're so close. But so that was a low. That was it wasn't the, that gig. It was just that time when I wasn't gigging mm. as much as I would have liked. And so there's no so there's no juicy story about Well uh, no, That's cool. Yeah. Hooker shot me in the leg with a gun. And,
0: and, you know. oh, that, I met her. <laughs> I wish I had.
1: I wish I had those great stories. Yeah, you know, yeah. there's a great there's a comic in uh, in Australia, Greg Fleet, who is a he used to be a junkie. And yeah, used, all his stories are just like, how the fuck does a? Of course you're at stand up. Yeah. You know, or you got caught in a time jail. I mean, if, if, who can't write stand up about that? Yeah. But I'm just Mr. Humdrum, boring. I, to borrow someone else's jokes, my voice sounds like 70s architecture. Mm-hmm. So to have an exciting story, I don't have that bad story. Other than I wasn't geeking it up for that. Mm. Like, highs, I went to Rio to, oh, yeah. for, to work in the yeah. last the last day as a writer. Cool. So that, that was professional highs, like, oh, cool, I get cool. to go and travel and drink um, alcohol on a beach mm. in Rio, uh, Copacabana, that was pretty sweet. I did Belfast the other day, which is the Empire, which is what I was mm. talking about. And I closed it, but I and that was one of the I closed it my way and I was quite happy like mm. I just I would got to, I did because that can be a rough gig mm. so to to do my stand up the way I wanted to do it at that particular gig yeah. it was like I walked off going yep yeah, cool okay it wasn't really a high it was just like a well you should be doing this yeah. this is what you should be doing mm-hmm. and you did it so I've
0: talked way too much no that's great because that's what I'm here for no it? that's what you're here for it's about you yeah. man it's about you you know what's it yeah I feel sometimes I talk too much
1: <coughs> no, no 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 like
0: I kind of I kind of go Oh yeah and then I follow something Oh no I'll shut up now But like it's about you guys You know it's about Whoever's on the show
1: Yeah um, No There's always that Filter of going Just don't make Don't
0: make yourself Sound like an absolute No dog. Definitely haven't yeah. now, How like, many people Listen to this I, know, I have no idea You don't even I don't even know I don't, do you know what? I, don't, I, don't I don't care it's like, I, I really don't care That's amazing <laughs> You know what It's yeah. like yeah. I I enjoy it. That goes back to the doing the work and whatever happens Yeah, that. whatever. Yeah, I mean, true. like, you know, I'll good die tomorrow. i like, am I'm, I'm talking talk to people that they've had some great that's, times on here. People are more worried about how they're going to be... They're obviously, they're worried about how they're going to be perceived. Mm. So they
1: they come in with their guard up. Yeah. And there's a, the comics... I've never listened. I mean, and I'll, I'm telling you now, I'm not going to listen to this. I'll probably, probably, fine, fine, I'm yeah, glad cool. I did it. But um, is it the comics comic? Who's the guy that does that? Oh, the Comedian's Comedian's Comedian. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And I've heard so many comics bitch out other comics. I mean, mm. Have you heard this episode? Have you heard mm. that episode? Mm. Like, oh, that's why yeah. would you put yourself slow? as in like as in like mm. how they sound? Yeah, okay, like, really? they, they they reel off how many uh, all the bad comics. Oh, really? Not the not the bad comics, but the comics become became self indulgent. Bra- I don't know, possibly bragging or just making. No, I do
0: mean. Foolish, yeah, yeah, swaggering around. Yeah, like, yeah, I've yeah. Done, oh, I've done this. I've done this. The comics this. love analysing
1: mm. other comics. And mm. I... It's something I can't do because it, I, if I'm doing it to other people, I'm, doing, I'm doubly doing it to myself, and I desperately don't want to do that. But That's one thing I've noticed by doing this is how inarticulate I am. I walk in here knowing that I'm not not Shakespeare. You know, I'm, my words aren't going to flow. You know, to, I can't even articulate how inarticulate. <laughs>
0: <laughs> See, that's the paranoia it's like oh my god I'm but you have the words they're all there yeah, but sometimes yeah. you get paranoid about using that extra big word like oh, but then you go oh I'm going to use this big word and then people are going to judge me for using that big word because I'm trying to be something that I might not think that I am no, Yeah. the only time I'm using
1: a big word the only time I'm worried about using
0: a big word is when I don't quite know the meaning of it yeah. which is about every third I just word. go with it I just go with it <laughs> I can't wait they'll give people something to talk about like fuck it you to t- use that in the wrong place you know and doing this stuff right it's yeah. like like I fucking painted the green screen on, on the wall there, right? Oh, good for you! I've got to fucking use that there. Yeah, I ruined a wall otherwise. I you know, brilliant. It's like that kind of commitment. Yes. Commit to that word. Yeah. I've released a couple of videos that are terrible, right? But I know they're terrible. Yeah. But they will be better. Yeah, but This is yeah, a start. Yeah. You know? you've got to start somewhere. Yeah. It's like exactly. a very good
1: point. I want to do a podcast. Here's my idea for a podcast. Ooh. I've got two ideas. It's called Adam Vincent Talking. I've dropped the the Scott. I don't. I use oh right, that. sorry, it's the playing So I think it's one is on Facebook. Anyway, so Adam Vincent Talking, and my, I want to do six episodes where I Ooh. just get people talking about how to make the best omelette. Who knows how to do, find right. six gun people? I want six different ways to make an omelette. Yeah. So it's called Talk an Omelette, and then I want to call talking The next one is six. A series of six would be talking to losers talking to losers yeah. and I would pick people who have lost big like yeah. just lost yeah. and because uh, I think we focus too much on success yeah, like, oh, yeah totally we need to focus Absolutely. on how to lose to be really mm. I want to meet those guys that's So, just, but that's these again these are ideas that I have and I said to Nikki maybe I should do a podcast mm. just make it on why not fuck it I can yeah. do that and she goes that's a great idea mm. and then
0: a uh, the week later I'm like I haven't done that oh shit just, yeah look, the little thing is who are you going to get on well that's going to be like a difficult one, isn't it? Yeah. Um, I'd like to uh, talk to... You. Why what do you want to talk to me? Oh, why is that? Because you're the biggest loser I've ever met. Yeah. And they've got to be aware of that. Yeah, yeah. You'd have to be, a lo- you'd have to be cool with your loser. But I think I'd try... Oh, fucking hell. I don't worry What's about it. What's this guy doing? Suburban noises, man. Hey, this is the first time for a while it's happened. Don't worry about it.
1: Losers. I've, I've got one loser in mind. But talking about it, like people who have lost a million... Mm. but then you know maybe they've made it again but that, the, I want to talk about when they lost their million you know, when they lost everything mm. I reckon that would be interesting yeah. or the other idea is just do a podcast with me just talking and uh, until people fall asleep which apparently exists there's a guy out there doing oh. a podcast he goes I've got a really boring voice and uh, if you're about to go to sleep then you just put me on and listen and uh, <laughs> you should be asleep within 10 minutes and he just talk, apparently he just talks for like an hour but that's his great. voice is so boring that's great I did a uh, driver awareness course. Oh, yeah. And the uh, people there were... You can talk about people who don't necessarily like their jobs. Jesus Christ, these people are like... Basically, it's about not speeding when you mm-hmm. drive. And they're just going over the stats and why, what, you know, showing a slide with mm-hmm. a road on it. We're just... So what are we yeah. looking for here? So, uh, we, no one wants to be there. Mm-hmm. No one cares. Yeah. They should, because it's quite... Some of it's actually quite interesting, mm-hmm. but these people are just... Just it would be like doing the same ten minute routine mm. or twenty minute routine over and over mm. and over again. It would just yeah drive you nuts.
0: Yeah. But, and how how many points did you get? In your, were you get? Could get rid of the points? Yeah,
1: it was too fast. We going. I was doing. <laughs> I was doing sixty eight in a sixty zone. Oh, but it was meant to be seventy, but they changed it. Oh. Yeah although I'm worried about coming down here because I, I realise my GPS, I often go by
0: my GPS mm-hmm. speed, which, and I thought it was I was doing 64 turns out I was doing 80. All right. <laughs> no, you should be okay. It's, there's not many cameras from here to that direction, is there really? Uh,
1: I don't know. I ah. think I have been done once, but who? Know, I don't know when they're on, when they're off, who mm-hmm. knows? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I quite like, I, but after that course, I'm like, I don't. I try very hard not to speed because yeah. you do actually learn. If you go five miles an hour over, you, mm. the difference is someone breaking their legs and someone smashing their head on you yeah. and never walking free again because yeah. you're in jail. You know, mm. and the other thing I learned, this is uh, fascinating, is if you speak to me on my, if you're my boss and you mm. ring me up and I answer on my car, but through the speakerphone mm. and I have a crash, you are culpable for manslaughter. It's, and another fact, well, that was the stat that they told me, mm. is speaking on the phone, you're a wor- on a speakerphone in the car, you're a worse, it's worse than drink driving. Look, yeah. like I, I guess that you, if you're really yeah. drunk, it's, it's better than that. But say you've had two beers or whatever, you are a worse driver after having a conversation with no beer than you are drinking yeah. two beers. Yeah, that's they—they've done tests and this. Wow. Is, so it's you should never speak through a speakerphone, which I used to do all the time. Yeah,
0: yeah, me too. I
1: figured I'm not hurting anyone, I'm not holding my phone. Yeah, yeah. But I am—I guess I am distracted. I still do it. Yeah. Yeah. You know, wow. And I, we probably will if we we're a bit truthful to ourselves. Yeah. But apparently we're, we're, um, if they find out then you are liable. Whoa. Okay.
0: Yeah. What about the hands free then? The same thing? Yeah,
1: that's what I mean. Yeah, yeah. Hands, right. So you're not holding the phone, it's just coming through yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah on Bluetooth. Yeah, yeah. yeah that's yeah. what I'm talking about. Yeah, yeah. That's you crazy. are worse dri- at driving than you oh, are. Man. Inebriated. Ah. frightening. It is. Like but texting. I'm, <laughs> yeah texting is <was> definitely <laughs> oh man
0: oh god have you seen that what's that great movie 8 Dr. pounds Str- oh, I think it's Doctor Strange I think you were going to say um, yeah. but 8 pounds yes I think I have with Will Smith we- yes oh god no. that's the fear
1: isn't it killing obviously killing mm. people you don't want to kill anyone mm. definitely oh man I could not do that you could, it was such a redundant thing to say. Oh, I'd hate to do that. Yeah, Fucking, who
0: would? No, I'd love to do an Edinburgh Jesus well, uh, Christ, well, that's the end of the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. yeah, I think so. That's it. So, we're going to see you at the Quadrant in Brighton. Quadrant in
1: Brighton. I don't even have the, I think it's the it's Monday and Tuesday, first two Monday and Tuesdays of the festival Ooh. on the fringe, and then all month in Edinburgh. I will be there 4.15 espionage. One of the floors there, you'll yeah. see my ugly mug on a poster. Great. Isn't that the worst thing? Sorry, I'm doing my posters right now. Do you? Get, are the vanity I have when I'm trying to do the artwork on my poster. Mm. Do I really want to show my face. Yeah. Like how many? Two hundred times.
0: Mm. God,
1: I can't <laughs> stand it. I like if I could just, if I could do a show without my face on the poster, yeah. I'd be happy. Yeah. I can't wait to get. No, I can't wait. If I ever got that successful, I'd be very happy
0: just want your name that's it I just want my
1: you know what I just want to hear if I could the best way this is how arrogant uh, secretly arrogant I am is that if I could just just say yeah he'll be under a tree and you'll see him and then he's going to do stand up under a tree and that's all that's all the promo I need or yeah. Yeah, apparently Adam's performing like one tweet which is something you know that's what the big guys can do doing a gig here and then people will that's it. that's it like, I'd love that because even though I like being on, st- I like being on stage, but the promotion side, but no way, oh, I can't stand it. it. You'll know him when you see him.
0: Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's like on the mountain, you know, like all oh, these followers behind. in you. Yeah. that's what you would like. I would you? like. I basically want to be Jesus. Yeah, that yeah. is exactly. What I like. <laughs> <laughs> no, Jesus complex. God oh, complex. Or Pan, if I could be Pan, yeah. the goat
1: guy. If you can smell a wafty goat mm-hmm. guy, yeah, he's back in town. He's, there. he's yeah. here, he's close. He'll be fucking
0: our daughters any time soon. <laughs> and you'll push I want at eight. That's what he usually does. <laughs> yeah. Well, Adam Vincent, well, thank you for to Comedy effects, and I'll see you probably in Edinburgh. Thank you, Winter. Thank you pleasure. very much. Take care, man. And that was episode 43 with Adam Vincent, co-writer of The Third Leg and comedian in his own right. He's taking a show to The Quadrant, which is going to be the first two days of the Brighton Fringe, and that is in the quadrant at 6pm, and that's called Adam Vincent, the Scared and Lonely Tour. He's also taking that show up to the Edinburgh Fringe. The different title for that is How to Not Kill Yourself While Living in the Suburbs, and that is in espionage at quarter past four. It might be a different show by the time he gets up there, he's just working it out at the moment, putting it all together. Go find him on Facebook, go follow him on Twitter, and go see him live, because he needs you there to bounce the ideas and jokes off. Uh, I hope you enjoyed that one, guys. I really enjoyed that episode. If you like this podcast, you can follow us on Twitter there, at The Comedy Defect. If you want to follow me, it's at Winter Phoneander. I'm also reading that Guinness Encyclopedia, and the jokes for that are going up under the title, the book Dad Read, and the Twitter handle for that is at Guinness Jokes. I don't talk for too much longer because I've got a lot to do today. I've got a gig tonight, which I'm going to be emceeing, so I'm going to be preparing for that. I've got a few other things to do, like sketches and things I'm going to edit, so they'll be coming up online very soon. I'll show them, I'll put them on the Facebook group, the Comedy Defect Facebook group, where you can like them, share them, enjoy them, tell your friends, why not? If you want to support this podcast, you can go to Patreon, type in The Comedy Defect. And you could donate as little as a pound a month or as much as you feel this podcast is worth. But if you can't donate, that's fine. Just share your favorite episode. Leave us a nice, honest review on iTunes or Podbean. And we're also on YouTube there as well. Comment and share your favorite episode from there too. That's it for now from this episode of the Comedy Defect Podcast. We'll see you next week for episode 44 with the very funny Tom Young. <laughs>